0: Preventing pain, fear and suffering of animals through nationwide education and awareness From all across the globe This is Animal Radio We're back! We're here! It's like a bad meal, we keep coming back, actually (laughs) Uh, We have a very, very special two-hour all-new show today with, well, we'll kick off with Nora, the piano-playing cat. You saw her on Comedy Central's daily show, maybe. Uh, From HDTV, Rebecca Coles joins us once again with uh, Gardening with Your Pet. She's going to tell us how we can make our garden a little more pet-friendly. Awesome. And my favorite, Vlade the Dog Wizard returns today. Also, lamb scam? What is this? Lamb scam? What is that? Uh, you'll have to wait and find out, okay? Also, your calls at 1-866-405-8405. Well, Judy, it's uh, no secret that if there's a talented animal out there, they, they eventually wind up right here on Animal <laughs> Radio. Uh, we have Sylvester. Remember Sylvester? Sylvester,
1: yes. He's he, making uh,
0: a big time on YouTube now.
1: Yeah, he plays dead when you shoot him with your finger he rolls over (laughs) and then there's uh oh that, that that laugh
0: there was the laugh of betsy alexander hi betsy how you doing hi how
1: are you doing she's laughing because she has one of these talented animals
0: yes she sure does in fact uh it's nora the piano playing cat
2: is that correct that
0: is correct. Well, now you're a you're a music teacher, a composer, a, a genius by trade, musical genius <laughs> oh, by <I> trade,
2: <laughs> and yes.
0: you you actually uh, you, you, you teach kids and adults at your uh, your place of business. And I believe Nora is one of these animals that uh, just sort of watched what was going on and picked it up, huh?
3: Yeah, it's really remarkable. You know, people ask me all the time, "Did I teach her to play, or uh-huh. could I teach their cats to play?" <laughs> I only wish I could do that, but as you know, cats are not so easy to train. They really do their own thing; they do what they want to do. Of course. And Nora, when we brought her home as a kitten, um, she was very interested in the piano and the music room from day one. She's been here watching the lessons, laying in the children's guitar cases, refusing to get out of them when they try to put. Their- guitars back, (laughs) refusing to get out of my chair when I want to sit down and play the piano. Um, And, you know, she literally learned by observing, I'm sure of it. So So. she she
0: hops up there on the the piano seat, right?
3: We had her for about a year and uh, one day my my husband and I were upstairs And we heard Plink, plink, plink <laughs> And we have another cat, Gabby Who walks on the keys Sure, but
0: it didn't sound like that did no, it? No,
3: no This was repeated notes And we couldn't imagine What in the world Was Gabby doing Some kind of repeated thing We didn't know uh-huh. and, we, and we have an open stairway Which looks over the music studio And we came about Halfway down the stairs And there's Nora Sitting on the bench With this perfect posture wow. I mean, I couldn't ask for Better <laughs> posture from my students With her little paws up there In perfect position and playing away and we see her and we're oh my god she looks up at us <laughs>
4: uh-huh. and sort
3: of this expression like what so what? Uh, you, you know, don't, don't bother me. I'm busy here. And then she goes right back to playing the piano. Well, now,
0: you've, you've made videos of this and it, it appears to me that she is listening to the sounds that she's making. She knows she's making those sounds and she enjoys those sounds. There,
3: there is no doubt about it. The way I got the video for YouTube is I set up a uh, tripod um, right by the piano and I had my camera on and then I had a remote with me where I was teaching. Whenever she would start to play, I just hit the remote mm-hmm. at first she was distracted by the worrying of the tape mm-hmm. but eventually she got used to it and she just didn't pay any attention to it and just kept on doing what she was doing so that's how I was able to get so many different clips of her playing but in fact she often plays when we're not even in the room. I mean, so why else would she... Now, I do think she loves the attention. She loves to play when the students are here. She likes to play when people come, although she's unpredictable. Of course. I mean, if I could make her play, she would be on The Tonight Show right now. They have called many times. This... TV show from Japan. They came all the
4: way to to
3: video her, and she likes to play early in the morning a lot, and I have a student on Monday mornings who she absolutely adores. Barbara (laughs) comes in, Nora runs down the stairs and hops up on the bench and literally plays during this adult's entire lesson, and you would think it would bother the student. Yes, does it? No, she actually loves cats, this this student, and she loves it when Nora plays, and she even encourages her, and I think Nora senses that she's a cat lover. Uh Uh-huh. So she's down here playing with. So they were here to film that lesson. 7.30 7.30 in the morning, Nora's down here by herself, playing up a storm. 8.15, they get here to film this 8.30 in the morning lesson. Nora uh-huh. comes down, she gets on the bench, she goes, plink, plink, and then she just sits there looking at them. Uh-oh. <laughs> and I'm like, oh no, Nora, they came from a long way. But uh, she doesn't really do this for other people, she really does it for herself.
1: Now, does she play the full range of keys, or does
3: she have a certain sounds, certain keys? That oh, she... this is so interesting. She She always goes up to the high range of the piano. And Hmm. for a long time, she was just playing up there on those high notes. Uh Uh, Lately, in fact, yesterday, she was playing down in the low range, even though the whole bench was available to her. I Uh thought that was really unusual. Even my student noticed it and commented on it. So she seems to be... Um, branching out.
0: I want to I tell everyone, first of all, we're going to link to the uh, the latest of all the videos, so you can see Nora playing, because it's a must-see. Nora,
3: the sequel. You know, people are telling us they think it's even better than the original Nora video. I I have seen, I've I've actually seen
0: the two, and I think it's uh, better produced. It's, uh, it's a nice video, and you should check it out, and we'll put a link from AnimalRadio.com also. Uh, I wanted to mention that you have Nora memorabilia at your website, which is www.ravenswingstudio.com. We'll put a link from animalradio.com. We thank you uh, for joining us today and give old Nora a big old hug for us.
3: I will, and thank you so much for your time.
0: No problem. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at animalradio.com. Log on. Learn more. And no stranger to animal radio, we welcome back from Rebecca's Garden, HGTV's Rebecca's Garden, of course. Rebecca Coles. Hi, Rebecca. How are you? How are you? Very well, thank you. What's the weather like?
2: Where, where are you located? I am actually located right outside the Twin Cities in a little town in Hudson, Wisconsin, where uh, two days ago it was like 96 degrees. Wow. Yesterday we were lucky to push to 50. Gosh.
0: Just wait 15 minutes.
2: It It'll change. Like that <laughs> that well, is the truth here.
0: I know we're all starting our garden now, and this year I'm making my garden with uh, the pets in mind this year. And there are a few plants that we've talked about before, but I want to bring it up again, uh, that we shouldn't be planting. Planting in the garden.
2: You know, it's funny because some of the most toxic, deadly plants that people put out are, you know, are the ones we put out ourselves. Mm -hmm. Some of those include the the old fashioned favorites that we have had around for a long time. Um, Your your delphinium, Mm -hmm. which we all love. Um, some of the uh, Lily of the Valley Castor beans that's one of my favorite plants and, and I use them very carefully I never allow them to go to seed but they're the ones that have uh, they can grow up to six feet tall and have these beautiful beautiful leaves with these hot pink seed pods. It's Hmm. the seeds, really, that are are very dangerous. What
0: about fertilizing uh, our grass when we... uh, See, I always worry about that. I I worry that the dog will walk on it.
2: Yeah, if you have, the thing is, if you have pets in mind, you really have to work around your pets. Um, and, and, you know, you can't have both. You can't use chemicals, arm yourself with chemicals, and expect that it's not going to make the pets sick. So, so if you're going to have pets, then you really need to concentrate on organic things that you can do in the garden. First of all, right now, you know, a lot of people might be fertilizing. Mm-hmm. In cool season areas, the best time to fertilize is in the fall, with sp- spring being the second. There are all kinds of organic fertilizers now on the market. That do a fabulous job And are very safe And the beauty of these Is that not only is it safe for our, our, our pets But with organic fertilizers They don't wash into waterways or streams So mm-hmm. so that's always a plus um, If you're trying to control Any kind of uh, crabgrass or dandelions um, A lot of people want to put down What's called a pre-emergent It's a, a, kind of like a herbicide Well instead of using some, Something chemically based There is a product called corn Gluten, Or that's the active ingredient. might be under a different name. But corn gluten is nothing more than a byproduct of corn starch. And by putting that down, it, it, what it does is it prevents seeds of any kind from, they'll germinate, but once they, they start taking in the corn gluten, it kills it. Hmm. So you can put that on. It's safe. For the kids, it's safe for mom and dad. It's safe for pets, and the beauty is that you know you're not polluting anything. So it's a real win-win for everyone.
1: You know, I know people are. If they have an animal, they're a little more aware. They, Like you say, they'll use something organic for their yard. But so many times I see people walking down the street with their dog, and their dog is running across everyone's lawn, and they're not yeah. aware of what other people yeah. might have down that their dog can actually pick up on their paws.
2: It, exactly. And, and that's, that's a really good point, because if you're out walking your dog and he's running through the neighborhood, which is not always a good thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's always a good idea to wash the dog's paws before they come in, or have a little pool that they step in and you know that brings up a really good point because people always say you know i have this beautiful yard and my dog is ruining it well a a good thing to keep in mind and this is what i i have learned and i learned it the hard way is watch your dog dogs have it's like zoo animals they have a specific path which they're going to follow throughout (laughs) the yard watch that path don't plant anything in their way. Use <laughs> that path as their path, and then uh-huh. and then it's going to save you the headache. Um, you know, people always say, "How do I keep you know the dogs and the cats from digging in the garden?" Well, for the dogs. Why don't you go get a little baby pool, fill it up with sand. You can either bury it in the ground or put plants around it. I don't care what you do or how to hide it. Maybe you don't care. Fill it with sand, and then what you do is you hide doggy treats in the sand. (laughs) So the dog is going to go out there, dig there, thinking he's going to find a treat, and that's going to be his area. And you reward him. He loves it, Um, and he'll usually stay out of your garden that way. And and remember, you know, when the dogs—it's interesting because when dogs are inside, we set limits. Rooms they can't go in, furniture they can't get up, up onto. But when we let them outside, it becomes a free for all. So treat your outdoor area just like uh, the rooms in your house, and train the dogs early, and let them know where they can be and they can't be, and stick with it. For cats, if they're, you know, that's always an issue with a lot of people, especially when the cats come mosing in from from a neighbor's house.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, you know, you hear it before catnip, catnip, it's also called nepeta. It is this wonderful grayish green mounding type plant that puts out this sea of blue flowers that last a long time. Mm. It has a very minty, a minty flavor to it, or or not flavor, but aroma to it when you brush up against it or crush. It. I love it. I mm. think it's awesome. It brings in the bees, but what it does to cats, it's actually an aphrodisiac. The cats will come in, they will roll in and around that plant, mm-hmm. and they will have thought they have died and gotten to heaven. But the beauty is if you if you have a cat on the neighbor you know a neighbor just plant pockets of catnip knowing that cat's going to roll in it, it you know it it the plant might get smashed a little bit but it's sure. very resilient it comes back and it typically will keep it totally phases the cat out the cat <laughs> was like wow wow land and, and it's like an addiction so he will go straight for that and stay out of everything else
0: about keeping them out of other things because there, there's some things that I want them in like the uh, catnip but there's some things that I don't want them in and I don't want the squirrels I don't want the dogs I don't want the deers I know that you have the, your kitchen-covered remedies.
2: Right. Well, here's something. you know. I'll tell you, one really good element to have that, that is going to really help knock off some of the squirrels. And when I say knock off, I don't mean kill. I mm. mean, you know, rid them or keep them away. Mm-hmm. For both deer, rabbits, um, some of the raccoons, and um, also the squirrels, you can you bite in many different forms, but anything containing a blood meal or blood derivative. From my experience, I mean I have tried everything I one one year for Good Morning America I was assigned to find out what worked for deer so we bought everything on the market and we tested everything out there mm. and all of the things that were out there worked, but in a different way. For instance, the things that you spray on, like the chili pepper spray, mm-hmm. they worked on one deer, but the problem is the deer don't communicate. So <laughs> the one deer is going to take a bite of your rose bush. while the other behind him is waiting to floss his teeth on it. <laughs> Nobody tells him that it doesn't taste <laughs> good, so the, they line up and then they realize they're not going to come back, so uh-huh. that doesn't work. Anything that smells bad is usually keeps deer away for a while, like the Irish Spring Soap. It does work, but you've uh-huh. got to hang it within 20 feet of each other. Hmm. Not really pretty <laughs> um, but what we found in the long run is is that a product that worked for everybody was anything that contained a blood derivative like there's a it's new product and it's safe for the environment it's called plant skid, and um, I kind of fell upon this. And and I actually mixed my own, which I don't recommend because it was it was as if I butchered a hog in my kitchen.
4: Uh-oh.
2: But it it really worked well. And and this year I'm using a powdered form of a blood a uh, uh, a blood meal, and I just sprinkled this long strip. So far, so good. So and and I do I live in the woods, so I have everything. You here. see a
0: lot of animals there. I, I do
2: see a lot of animals, well, which what about, is nice. What about snails? Okay. Slug snails, they're hermaphrodites, which means they have sex with themselves, kind of. In uh-huh. a weird way. They, they don't need a partner. They do not need partners. So that one little slug out there in your garden right now Uh will turn into 400 slugs by the end of the season if you don't take care of it. Now, again, there's all kinds of kitchen cupboard remedies that you can take care of. We found out through research that the beer, the the little beer taverns that you put out, saucers of beer, it does work, but it only works in a three-foot Area. So that mm-hmm. means you're going to have to cover your landscape with, with beer. And, by the way, the slugs prefer Heineken I was over gonna ask any you, other beer.
0: No, you're not just making a joke there.
2: That's on the level that there. It's, it's actually true. Studies have shown that they prefer Heineken <laughs> over other beer. Well,
1: you know, I might get rid of all the slugs in my yard, but I think I'm going to attract all the men around the neighborhood.
2: More well, slugs. Yeah, no. There's that. But but really, what we're very lucky because a new product came out years ago. It's an iron phosphate, which are nothing more than little tablets that you you spread out around your your um, slug riddled areas, uh-huh. and the slugs come in, they take a bite, it ends up doing something to their intestines and it kills them. So get that on. The key though is to get that on early early, 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 because what you can do now will save you, you know, a hundred times over by the time fall arrives.
0: I've planted a bunch of uh, tomato plants this year in my garden. I somehow remember, like, uh, in kind of a half-sleep with HGTV on, you feeding your dog tomatoes.
4: Oh,
2: yeah, that's... An, you know, now, this this is funny, because um, a lot of people scoff at this. Veterinarians can't figure out why it works. Um, horticulturists think I'm nuts. What Which I probably am. But, you know, what happened is is, uh, my mother used to feed our dogs um, either tomato juice or give them cherry tomatoes. Mm. And she, she, I don't know where she learned it, that it prevented the female dogs who, you know, squat in the yard, Uh it prevented the burning marks that you get from their urine. Yeah. And, okay, so, well, what the heck? It's vitamin C. I talked to my vet. Is it going to kill the duck? She goes, no, it'll be fine. And if it works, go ahead and use it. Well, lo and behold, people I, I have told in the, you know, 15 years I've been doing this, they've a- agreed hands down, it works. And the and dogs th- like it? And, and the, oh, the dogs lo- you know dogs will eat anything they're ghosts. but we we give them I I would give them one to two tablespoons of tomato juice either out of a, their, a ladle or I'd put it over their food or when, when you do have cherry tomatoes the dogs will you know catch it eat it well mm-hmm. unfortunately though I did create a monster because now <laughs> when I'm not looking my dog is laying under my tomato plants eating my tomatoes <laughs> so so there, there might be a little you know ramification there in the long run but but yeah and i don't have spots
4: wow that's good
0: good to know i guess it changes the ph somehow it it,
2: it had well i was told and i am not a scientist that way but it has something to do with the acidity of the tomato somehow neutralizes the the urine somehow and i i don't get all that but it works and and you know if anything else the dog gets another dose of vitamin c which it won't hurt him
0: Mm, very good how's the uh, magazine seasons by rebecca doing
2: Seasons by Rebecca is is, is taken off. We just expanded it eight more pages. It's um, it's really been a blast because it truly is a garden magazine written by gardeners for gardeners. And 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 you know my whole deal is, I, people just want tell me what I need to do. Don't get me into the science. Don't tell me the history. Just tell me what I need to do right now and how to do it right. Yes. So it, it's it's a really good succinct i've been told people really enjoy the fact that it is very quick tips of how to do things right and hopefully inspiring people to you know dig in and get their hands dirty without worrying
1: you know last time we talked to you i talked about hal doing his garden and how he waters every day so i need you to give him another
2: reminder about how And, and, and everybody needs to know this that the number one reason plants die in the house and half the time in the garden is because we kill them with kindness that goes with our lawns that goes with most potted plants and oftentimes in the garden, we totally get crazy about watering and feeding. Uh-huh. And and the deal here is neglect Nelect
1: with, with respect. respect. He remembers. Yeah,
2: <laughs> and, and just back up. And, and, you know, what I always tell people to do, first of all, especially with lawns, turn off those dang timers because I see them going off every morning at 4 o'clock for 30 minutes. Yeah. Grassroots wanna run deep. So water once a week deeply for longer periods of time uh-huh. and if and when the heat wave and the drought strikes, those roots are going to be protected. Rather than sitting there at the soil surface which eventually creates thatch, you're saving yourself so much of a headache down the road.
0: Seasons by Rebecca's, the magazine. Now, can we get that at RebeccaColes.com?
4: Yes,
2: you can, and be, when you're there, be sure to sign up. I send out weekly garden tips for free, and I don't sell your name or anything, so it's just a fun thing for garden gardeners to kind of keep in touch and learn a little bit more.
0: Very good. I'm going to do that, and of course, we'll put links to everything you've heard on today's show at AnimalRadio.com. Rebecca, thank you so much for coming on again.
2: You are welcome. We'll talk to you guys later.
0: My dog has, I think, ADD. Are you sure it's not you? Well, they reflect their owners.
1: Yes, there we go.
0: I'm going to ask Vlade, the dog wizard, he's up next, if dogs can have ADD, because I just don't think I'm the only one with this. All next, right here on Animal Radio. Don't go anywhere.
3: Hi, it's Lisa LaPorta from HGTV's Designed to Sell for Animal
5: Radio. Please stay and neuter your pet.
3: Animal Radio is brought to you by the American Anti-Vivisection Society. Stop the FDA from allowing milk and meat from cloned animals to be sold in grocery stores. Contact the American Anti-Vivisection Society for information at www.endanimalcloning.org.
2: Buddy, don't do that. Don't worry.
1: Lots of dogs eat grass. Didn't you hear? Dogs can get worm infections from eggs and larvae in the grass. Those parasites can even infect humans.
6: I know. That's why I give my dog Safeguard K9 Dewormer twice a year. It's a safe and easy way to eliminate and prevent the major intestinal worms that infect dogs and to protect my family against infection. Where
4: can
3: I find out more?
6: Just visit www.safeguard.com. That's S-A-F-E hyphen dot com. Judy, one
0: of the studio cats just vomited under my desk. Can you clean it up, please?
1: <laughs> you can do it. Me? I'm busy booking all the celebs for the show. I, I don't do stains. Well, now you can. Go ahead, grab that bottle of Get Serious over there. Uh-huh. It's going to remove both the stain and any pheromones left behind. Just go ahead and squirt it on, work it in, and all you have to do is blot it with a thick towel and hold it for about five seconds. Come on, I know you can do it.
0: Okay, I'll give it a try. I'm squirting. Working in, and blotting. Whoa, the stain is gone.
1: You mean you were able to remove the stain all by yourself? Women, get serious is so easy to use, even men can do it. Hey! Yeah, so don't take any more excuses from those guys. It's time to get serious. You can find Get Serious at PetSmart and in pet stores all over. Visit their website at GetSeriousProducts.com.
3: Attention, cat lovers. Does your cat have star quality? Have you ever wanted to direct your own film? Here's your chance with the Who's the Next Scoop Free Star Contest from Lucky Litter and Animal Radio. Scoop Free, the self-cleaning litter box you leave alone for weeks at a time without any scooping, is the ultimate in odor control. You could produce their next commercial in Who's the Next Scoop Free Star. Come up with a creative way to advertise Scoop Free. Go to ScoopFree.com for more info and download artwork and music. See you in the movies.
7: Every once in a while, there comes along a special group of animal lovers that stands strongly in defense of the voiceless. Animal People is that newspaper for people who really care about the animals. Animal People is published ten times yearly. The publisher is a non-profit corporation dedicated to exposing the existence of cruelty to animals and to informing and educating you so that animal lovers worldwide can eliminate such cruelty. Your subscription is $24 a year. Get Animal People's fair and accurate investigative reporting from the industry watchdog. Visit our website at www.animalpeoplenews.org. That's www.animalpeoplenews.org to subscribe to the news for people who care about animals. Animal People. Subscribe today at www.animalpeoplenews.org. Hi, this is betty white all us animal lovers love animal radio please help every way you can to make life better for our animals like the morris animal foundation does
8: hello this is dom de louise and you're listening to animal radio love your pets they'll always love you back
0: Well, no stranger to
1: animal radio.
0: You've seen him on NBC, ABC, Fox News networks across the country. He is Vlade, the dog wizard. Hi, Vlade. How you doing? Hello, everybody. <laughs> I have a dog who I think has ADD. It's just, <laughs> hey, is that silly? Is, is that a silly thing to, to think? I mean, the, do, the dog always needs to be into everything. And tell me, give me an example, please. Oh well, let's say I, I I go out to play ball, throw a uh, fetch or something, Okay. And, and I'll throw it once or twice, and then he's tired of that, and he wants to go on to something else. Uh, he he doesn't really stay focused at one thing more than a, really just a minute or two.
8: You know, the dogs like the humans. They are uh, they are born in different way. Like, with the, it doesn't mean it's ADD. It what it means. Your dog maybe needs to have something, uh, changes in his activities. Okay. I would uh, maybe, don't worry about this too much. What I would, would worry, I would meet your dog's major needs, which is physical, mental, and social. A lot of people think the dog, he has, just, he has just two major needs, to pee and poop. It is not. The dogs have three major needs, physical, mental, and social. Physical. You have to absorb that physical exercise. Through the physical stimulations, I would uh, uh, fetch is the great game. But why not just go get in your house if you have a step ladder, stay on top of it, toss something down, maybe tied to the rope. The dog jumps it, wants to grab it, pull it before he gets, and (laughs) keep him running a couple of times. It'll be more than enough to get his type of get him tired.
0: That's Uh a a very good idea.
8: Uh, You know what? On my website, uh, nine one one dogwizard.com we have online TV which is people can see different videos and we have one um, video specially devoted to that it calls innovative games you can play with your dog because if you will not absorb that physical energy through the physical stimulations and mental energy through the mental stimulation, which is obedience training, is going to be exploded in the bad way for separation anxiety, dog ADD, aggression, and such and such and such things. I just would like to tell you and for everybody around, one very... I would think, disturbing thing. I don't know if your uh, listeners know or not, but aggression, aggressive behavior in dogs has become epidemic. Just in the United States alone, we have an enormous case of aggressive behavior. Is basically five million people yearly get beat by the dogs.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Wow, do, no, why yeah. is this? Why, and, why all of a sudden all this aggressive behavior?
8: I think it's the way how we raise our dogs for the last five, seven, ten years, and in the way how we're giving them structures. because it's like uh, it's just based on uh, what like I said, if we not if we will treat them as the humans, they in return will treat us as the dogs. Mm. You <laughs> know But treating the dogs as the dogs, I don't want anybody understand me wrong. Nothing really um, involved any rough-handed or something like this. But we we need to love them, you know, as the dogs. Because, you know what, if if they were intended to be as the humans, they would be sent to that world as the humans. But they came to us as the dogs, and we love them as the dogs. And I think the three biggest mistakes the people make in communication with the dogs. Number one, humanization. And number two, living in democracy with them. And number three, talking to them in the wrong language. If you don't mind, I will a little bit speculate on each of them. Okay, please. Humanization. You know what? If I had chance to immigrate to this great country second time, I definitely want to immigrate as the dog. And I will tell you why. You know, you guys treat, you guys treat the humans wonderfully. But, but, you know, you treat the dogs better than humans. You know, I don't need to worry about social security, uh, medical system. I just, guys, would live on your welfare and uh, just basically enjoy my life. I didn't need to have a job and such and such, you know. And if you would be not listening to me, I maybe even bite you to put you back in order. Uh-huh. But don't try to discipline me. If you discipline me, dozens of humane organizations will be in your living room in no time. You will be up the creek without pet. In this country, it's okay when the dogs bite the people. Not, It's not okay when vice versa is going on. Now, democracy. Democracy, people, it is the great thing for the people. I mean, have my word on it because I... I worked and live in five countries around the world. I saw everything. And the uh, uh, socialistic system and communism and monarchy and dictatorship, democracy is the best okay. when it comes to the people. But when it comes to the dogs, <laughs> dogs, dogs need as much democracy as the penguins' underwear in the Russian winter. I mean, they, <laughs> dogs and democracy do not mix. And the third, which is... A lot of people talk to their dogs in the wrong language. They speak English, but the only their dog's language their dogs speak is Doglish. And the Doglish has the body language has the tonality, let me give you a couple of basic vocabulary. So instead of saying no, 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 no to your dog, so every dog probably sincerely believes their nick- noise their nickname, because people use it so many times without consequences. Uh-huh. We use the canine sal- sound of disapproval, and if you will untap, it's like imitating,
0: It's like a growl. Exactly. Very angry.
8: Exactly. And I bet if I
0: saw you right now, you'd be looking pretty darn angry.
8: Oh, yeah. And I'm not just like that. You're exactly right. Because face expressions can be three as well. Number one, it is angry when I discipline with my tone of voice. It can be nonchalant when I just communicate with the dog and can be happy when I praise my dog. So when I praise my dog, how I praise my dog?
4: Good girl. Good boy!
8: And the dog is hearing,
4: Oh! oh, oh.
8: That means happiness. But I learn a lot of my clients, especially men. They don't know how to praise their dogs. My clients, ladies... Confess to me, so they their husbands don't know even how to praise them. <laughs> because most of my clients are ladies. Because you know it's behavior problem in dogs. It's never a problem for their husbands because they're never home anyway. Sure, yes. I, I just would like to ask you listeners right now, grab the pencil and the paper because you know I'm gonna tell them very important thing.
4: Okay, we're listening.
8: It's a very big secret. Okay. Can we ask them to grab something?
4: Okay. You go. Go
0: ahead and grab something, preferably a pen or pencil or. The person next to you,
4: I
8: guess. Okay. Uh, That'll work? Just two things. By allowing your dog to pull you on the leash, and by allowing your dog to to bark in your house, from the dog's point of view, you automatically, unconsciously, of course, is giving your dog permission in the future to growl and bite whoever they choose. Mm. It, is, it is because if they pull you on the leash, they strongly believe they're in charge and they are uh, boss, they are leader. If you allow them to bark, they think they are in ch- they are a security officer. They are in charge of the security of that house. So barking in the house also create drive and create uh, frustration, which eventually can be expressed in the burst of aggressive activities. Which
0: and, and we're doing all of this subconsciously. It's not like we're doing this on purpose. No, no. Yeah.
8: Of course, the people don't know. People, of course, people would would love never have the problems like that. Sorry. That is why. If I could give my best possible advice to everyone who is because I'm no-nonsense type of the trainer, and people come to me as the last resort from all over the country, uh, stay in the hotels. I have clients even from Canada, and I observe my clients from my website, through my products from 911dogwizard.com. If I could give them my best possible advice, please people, train your dog properly. Uh, it doesn't matter at what age your dog is. It doesn't matter how they behave right now. Every dog is trainable. Even little one, even the 10 years dog, it's never too late. I don't know who came up with that definition. It's, it's never it's, never it's possible to teach the old dog the new tricks. Probably <laughs> someone with a very bad old dog. Every dog... <laughs> it's possible to change every dog's behavior and there is just a couple of interesting things to apply and i just released my amazing dvd obedience for life which is method used there it's very interesting it's unlike anything that people ever seen it doesn't use any human compulsion and it doesn't use or any human force or it doesn't use any cookie it's based Solely on the method which I learned from my absolutely mute and deaf dog trainer mentor from Russia by using surprise factor, um, using our hands as the canine jaw, fingers as the teeth if we need to do it, using special language, body language, face expressions, and every secret is bioenergy. This is a news discovery, um, which is a very exciting discovery. Everyone has this energy in our body uh, just waiting to be unleashed. And through my products, I teach the people how to get access to that hidden power and use it as as one of the tools to establish yourself as undisputable leader. Do you know the human's body, Russian scientists discovered, is emitting about 35, 40 smells in response to its emotional stage? For the dogs takes one, two minutes to figure out who, who is hot and who is not. (laughs)
0: <laughs> wow, they, they can tell good character immediately. A the Dog Wizard joining us. We're out of time. Let me give the website. It's www.911dogwizard.com. Of course, links to everything you've heard
8: on today's Thank show. Uh, also at animalradio.com. Uh, w- one more time, what's the website there? 911dogwizard.com. 911dogwizard.com. I can train any wizard. dog, even your dog. <laughs>
0: even my dog. We have more Animal Radio on the way.
8: Thank you so much for having me, my joy to be there.
0: Animal Radio is brought to you by Get Serious, a stain and pheromone remover so easy to use, even men can do it. Hey, hey wait a minute. <laughs> Don't take any more excuses, women. It's time to get serious. Get Serious is available at PetSmart and online at GetSeriousProducts.com. Did you know that dogs can get worm infections just from eating grass and that those same parasites can also infect humans?
1: Ew, gross.
0: Thank goodness there's a safe and easy way to eliminate and prevent the major worms that infect dogs. Safeguard K90 Wormer. Just sprinkle it on. On your dog's food twice a year.
1: And that's it?
0: Yep. For more information, visit www.safeguard.com. That's S-A-F-E hyphen G-U-A-R-D dot com. It's the best way I know to protect my dog and my family against intestinal worm infections.
7: Hi, I'm Ken Schrader. In race car driving, seconds to win a race. But to win a race against pet overpopulation, you need to understand the importance of spaying or neutering your pets. Every few seconds, hundreds of dogs and cats are put down in our country. Help fix the problem. I urge you to spay or neuter your pets. To find out how, visit Pets911.com today. To find out about Spay Day events in your area, log on to Pets911.com or call one 8 pets 911
5: Dogs or cats, horse or you, animals are people too. A news story heard around the world about Japanese women being shocked to find out their poodles were actually lambs appears to be a hoax. Or is it? It started when film star Maiko Kawakami was a guest on a Japanese TV show and was complaining about her new poodle who didn't bark or eat any dog food. She mentioned that while at a nail salon, she heard someone tell how rich women were being scammed into buying poodles that were actually lambs. Well, police in Japan deny having any cases involving a poodle-lamb scam, but the story took a life of its own, appearing in newspapers and on TV worldwide. A representative of Ms. Kawakami said that she was surprised just how big the story got, and added that Ms. Kawakami doesn't even own a poodle. Oh yeah, well, maybe it's a lamb. I'm Fritz Savage for Animal Radio. Animal Radio. Are people to
0: Animal Radio Hi, this is Anne-Marie Lucas From Animal Precinct and the ASPCA And when I'm not out busting bad guys For abusing animals I am home listening to Animal Radio
2: Animal Radio is brought to you by Out Deluxe Training Pads. Traditional newspaper training is old news. Out Deluxe Training Pads are ten times more absorbent, scientifically treated to attract pets and control odors. Available nationwide at major discount and grocery stores.
6: The most common pet emergencies veterinarians see are fractures, intestinal blockage, ingestion of household chemicals, lacerations, and soft tissue trauma, all of which can result from accidents at home. Pet-proofing your home is a simple and inexpensive way to keep your furry family members safe and happy. Here are some reminders. Fertilizers should be used carefully and sparingly. Take care with antifreeze, gasoline, oil, insecticides, or cement. There are more than 230 plants and 13 foods identified by the ASPCA as potential hazards to your pet's health. You can learn more at ASPCA.org. Lock up all your medications because things like aspirin and ibuprofen can cause kidney failure and sometimes death in pets. Remove pennies, nicotine products, mothballs and batteries that might be lying around your house. Bones from pork chops, chicken and ribs can splinter and cut the inside of your dog's mouth and intestinal tract cover exposed electrical cords or outlets to prevent burns and electrocution. Also use baby gates to block off any spaces where your pets could be in danger of falling. Cat owners need to be aware that some of the most common plants are highly toxic to their cats. Easter lilies, among the species of genus Lilium, are highly toxic to cats, leading to kidney damage. All parts of the plant are considered toxic, and intoxication can occur with the ingestion of less than one leaf. Within the first two to six hours of lily ingestion, a cat may manifest intestinal upset, including vomiting, loss of appetite, and depression. Signs may temporarily subside, only to return within 12 to 18 hours as kidney damage ensues. Treatment consists of rapid decontamination and IV fluids. Postponing treatment for more than 18 hours can result in renal failure and death. Therefore, prompt and aggressive veterinary treatment is paramount. Cats can be extremely inquisitive and may graze on plants in and around the house. Therefore, cat owners are encouraged to avoid placing lilies where cats reside, whether indoors or outdoors. A little preventive thought now will go a long way. For the Veterinary News Network at MyVNN.com, I'm Dr. Jim Humphreys reporting for Animal Radio
1: the director of a busy rescue shelter, I'm constantly house training. And as any pet guardian will tell you, house training can be frustrating and confusing for both you and your pup. And learn bad habits like using newspaper is hard to break. We use Out Deluxe Training Pads because they're sent scent attracts dogs. Here's two tips from somebody that knows. Speed up the house training process through consistency and Out Deluxe Training Pads. There's no easier or cleaner way to train your pup. Find Out Deluxe Training Pads at major discount and grocery stores Stores
4: nationwide
0: preventing pain fear and suffering of animals through nationwide education and awareness from all across the globe this is animal radio
7: 1-866-405-H405. Hi, who's this? Um, hi, this is Kim. Hi Kim, how are you doing? I'm fine, thank you. Where are you living? I live in Buena Park, California.
0: Oh, very well. Listening on Coast or K Big, I imagine.
7: Yes, one of I'm not sure which one, 1070, I think. One, oh, okay. What uh, what is your question? Um I um j- bought a house. And I have a backyard that is all cement, Uh and I want to get two dogs, and I want to build a potty area for them.
0: Oh, a potty area for the dogs. Tougher to do with dogs than it is
4: with cats.
7: Right. But I but I, I can't live without dogs, so I need to build a potty area. Okay. And I'm wondering what type of material to use, whether I should build a sand pit or use artificial... I've seen some artificial grass.
1: Okay, my only concern is that sometimes dogs get accustomed to their potty areas. If you have a, a cement or a sand pit and you let your dog relieve himself on that, there's a problem when you take him out elsewhere that he won't go on the grass or won't go in a certain area.
7: What yeah. kind of dogs? What size dogs are you planning on getting? Um i just kind of medium dogs. I just want a couple of mutts, just some dogs to come home to.
0: I know you have some ideas, but I wanted to mention a couple of years ago, I heard about this puppy go potty which was uh, from the Absorption Corporation, I believe. Mm -hmm. And it's wasn't it like grass that was... It's
1: actually grass. It's sod grass that they give you a container and you put the sod in it and actually grow the grass. And you can replace it, especially in Southern California, if the grass dies, you can easily replace it with sod.
7: One of the things, I've gone to home shows, and there's a lot of people pushing artificial grass. Mm -hmm. They say they put them in pet hospitals and and shelters and Mm -hmm. such. And it seems like an easy way because they create a drainage mm-hmm. and it
4: is easy
7: to clean but i just don't know if it's friendly for dogs really or if it's not such a good idea see
0: each dog is going to be finicky to its yeah. own what it likes and uh, the the good thing is is if you if you start these animals are you going to get them as babies or are you going to
7: Probably about a year old okay. because I work during the day, so I don't think I can deal with
0: little pups. I understand that completely, but young enough to learn a, a brand new procedure if they need
7: right, yeah. Right. I'll I think,
1: work with them. Yeah, I don't think you'll have any problem. You can try the artificial grass and see how they like it, and if they can't, then if they won't use it, then you can go you know, back to natural uh, grass. But what you want to do is basically whatever you put up, you want them to go in that place and that place only. So, when you do take them out, you don't want to let them be outside unsupervised. You want okay. to take them out and take them to the area and then reward them. Anytime they go and oh. they use the area, give them a treat. Okay. But if you do in the beginning, just kind of let them run free in the backyard. They may go anywhere they want, but you want to you no, to train them? <laughs> yeah, you want to take them to the area and you can use like a command or something like that. or after they go to the bathroom, you can say, like, you know, um, gosh." go potty and you give them a treat and then when you go outside the next time you can say it before they use it take them to the area and say go potty and they'll start to learn that that's for them to relieve themselves and they get a treat and okay. eventually and
7: if, if I have two dogs that I'm guessing maybe 30, 40 pounds mm-hmm. you know sort of medium-ish dogs how big an area do I want to have?
1: Well that depends on how often you want to clean it
7: Well I'll be, I'll be diligent but no. what's, what's their minimum
1: would you say? I'd say probably about a 10 by 10 area Okay, I'm bigger than that, so that's good. Okay, yeah, that's that was. I would say that would be the minimum, but uh, something like that, I would ga- again clean it, you know, on a regular basis. Okay, because it, once it does become full, they will start looking for other places.
7: No, we want to have good puppies. (laughs) Well, good. And you know what
0: we're going to do? We're going to send you... We have these uh, brand-new adoption kits from Planet Dog, which include all kinds of toys and stuff. We're going to send you a couple of those for your new additions to your household.
7: Oh, I would love that. Thank you so much. Thank
0: you for listening to Animal Radio. Hold on one second.
7: Thank you. That's all
0: we have time for this hour. Remember, there's lots more at AnimalRadio.com. 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, streaming online and on your cell phone by texting ANIMAL to 27627, any provider. Till next weekend, remember... Please spay, spay or neuter. Your doctor will tell you which one to do. <laughs> also. Uh, if you do get a cat, don't declaw. And if you want a certain breed.
1: Go online to a breed rescue. Don't buy from a
0: breeder or from a pet store. Or a puppy meal. We'll see you next week right here for more animal radio. Bye bye. Bye-
4: bye.